Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 75. What's up, left hand? Three quarters of a century. Did you do anything with guns this week? Yeah, man. Uh, took the 300 blackout, took the top off it, put the uh, SDI upper on it for the 5.56, mm-hmm. dropped in the Elfman trigger, Yeah. and took it out to a friend's range locally and uh, tried it out. It was awesome. Really? Yeah. I liked it better than Jason's. I don't know what he had his set on. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's the same trigger. With the 300 blackout, too? Well, no, it, it was the 300 blackout oh, you were lower. Sh- oh, okay, gotcha. But it had the 5.56 five, But upper. I just I changed it out and put a 5.56 five, upper on it. The one that he brought us, the camo two-face. Yeah. yeah. The two-face. Yeah. Uh, and it shot, I mean, it felt beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. It was just so light. Did you Did you get to shoot it? Uh, Pepper is in the audience, by the way. Yeah, Pepper and I went out, uh, <laughs> did a little shooting this weekend. Took that one out. She uh, got some some range time in with her three eighty. Mm-hmm. Was uh, knocking the eyes out of it, and uh, that's about all I've done with guns. I other than our thing that we did. Yeah, that's about all I've done. We're working on our one hundredth video, and it's going to be a surprise. So we're not going yeah, to fill on that. the beans on that. But it's coming, uh, and then today. It's kind of weird because we got lots of bright lights in here. Bright lights, big city. Yeah. We call them the ugly lights. What is going on here? They're making us ugly (laughs) on TV. (laughs) Amen. So the voice you're hearing. We've got faces for radio. So so the voice you're hearing is uh, Chad Hoover of, of, what's it called? Not right. Book one? That's not right. That's not right. (laughs) Yeah, and kayak bass and TV on World Fishing Network and uh, Not Right Kayak Fishing on NBC Sports. And owner of Hook One. Owner of Hook One. Kayak fishing gear over in Hendersonville, about 30 minutes from here. And uh, kayakbassfishing.com, the website as well. Is there anything you're not a part of? Yes. I'm not (laughs) a part of the current administration's. Uh, re-election campaign. Okay, <laughs> what I'm not that's a good thing. Well, considering they can't get reelected. Oh no, there's that term. law. He's trying to pass that law for the third term. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's he, really he, happened. Yeah, he's actually put in a, a whole executive request and trying to put it up before a vote and a whole bunch of others. I mean, he's, he's made everything away. else I up. Think he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's made everything else up along the way. So yeah, he's definitely <laughs> trying to petition for a third term. Wouldn't wow. surprise me if he didn't try doing something like that. That's scary. Yeah. But you brought an entourage with you. And they've got these big, bright... I'm not looking to my left anymore because I'm blind. Well, yeah, it's, uh, there's some cameras. and uh, Steve, it's not that you're not a good-looking guy. It's just I can't look over there. It's, yeah. it's like there's a, a, a and, sun. Uh, I brought a good friend of mine, um, Steve Johnson, mm-hmm. along. Uh, inventor of the triple barrel shotgun known as the uh, the triple crown and the triple... Thr- Actually, you know what? I'll just turn it over to Steve and... Let Steve tell you what you he brought. You guys brought a couple little gifts with you today, couple, right? You're not. Are they gifts? You're, you're Wait gifts, a minute. Right? You're These are gifts? with us, right? The gift of touch. <laughs> the gift of touch. Visualization. Yes. It's customary that when a guest comes, they leave a gun. So Yes. <laughs> or two. Okay. Yep. We have a dildo gun in the truck. <laughs> Battery operated and uh, 110 as well as uh, 220. Okay. So, so you can use it in Europe also. If you want to crank it up, yeah. Well, we have the travel kit. Okay. Exactly. Okay. He's got the adapter. The adapter. <laughs> the adapter. <laughs> nice. On both ends. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, Steve. (laughs) Let's go kill a zombie. (laughs) Well, you got the right gun to do it with. Yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, I had the idea back several years ago and uh, talked with several companies, and it took me a few years, but finally found a company to make it, and it's created a lot of buzz. And uh, 
definitely a cool gun. I originally designed it for waterfowl hunting, but we've got a home protection version, and it's basically a double barrel with a single barrel on top, breakdown shotgun, and it's actually the fastest shooting shotgun in the market. Really? Production-wise. Now, in your R&D, my biggest question is, did y'all rig it at some point to where you could shoot all three at the same time? Uh, you know, it's not been done yet, but we may we may let Chad try that sometime. <laughs> I think that's We're going to call idea. that the not right edition. Yes. <laughs> Talk about, I'm looking down the, the barrel right now. Of, which one is this one called? That's the Triple Crown. The Triple Crown? Yeah. This, this one is not for little people. <laughs> no. No. The other one you got over there is. But... Uh, Talk about the mechanics and how it works. It's a breakdown shotgun. It's got three mechanical uh, hammers. Uh, so every time you break it down, it resets it to the first shot. The uh, shoots clockwise, so it's the bottom left or bottom right barrel shoots first. So in in Europe, does it do the opposite? Uh, yeah, if you hold it in Australia, go ahead and fire yeah. it off yeah, there. Yeah. Quick as you pull, pull, pull it through. Yeah, break it down oh. and do it again. Fire it all three times. Yeah. We'll see how quick you are. Just quick as you can shoot. It'll just keep going? Yep, yeah, yep. just boom, boom, boom. Okay, so it has a little bit of gear. Yeah, yeah. You got to let off of it and gotcha. just pull it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's some cool videos on YouTube with uh, shooting zombie watermelons. Uh, you, you can actually see how fast it shoots. And uh, I originally designed it for a waterfowl hunting gun because mm-hmm. you can only have three shots. That's a federal mandate. Right. Uh, what's unique about this gun is you can we can have three different chokes, and you can also stack your shells. So in a in a hunting situation, you can actually create an improved cylinder modified full choke based in that sequence, or you can do it all full choke. So you got a lot of versatility. Nice. So how do they come up with only three three shots, three rounds allowed? You know, Where's that come from? Toss a coin. It's a hunting thing. It's that's a federal been, thing. So been, you, yeah. By and large, you gamesmanship, right? You keep shooting as the ducks are flying away. You're just winging a bunch and crippling them. Yeah, that law was actually put into place when lead was predominant in the waterfowl kind of industry. Now that steel's come along, um, it's not going to go away because it's such a big part of waterfowling. You know, you can't take the plug out of the shotgun. It's right. it's sportsman stuff. And so, but I think by and large, uh, that rule was adopted because of lead and because of winging birds and then, you know, poisoning them once they're down in South America, wherever it is that they go to breed and, fo- you know, <laughs> frolic on the beach or frolic, frolic on the beach or phallic, phallic, phallic <laughs> beach. So is that why you came up with the, the three barrel idea is because of the, the three shell limit? Well, you know, um, if anybody's waterfowl hunting, you know, some of your best waterfowl hunting is when the weather weather is just terrible with, you know, rain, ice, or snow. So, I, you know, I've run into situations several times where my gun would jam, you know, whether it's a pump or an automatic. Right. But this situation, I really thought about this gun for simplicity because you, you don't have any uh, parts that would jam. So it's very, very simple, but it's very effective. Uh, and then, as it evolved, we we uh, talked about being a home protection gun. They, you know, they did a study back a few years ago, and it shows the shotgun's actually the the safest home protection gun because of uh, when you shoot, it wouldn't the the shotgun will stop at the walls, whereas a pistol, a lot of your pistols, the bullets will travel through the house. Right. We've had conversations about mm-hmm. this on on our show, and de- you know, there's a debate about that. Yeah, but you, yeah. the the one thing come out was the the pistol that shoots the four 
the 410 cartridges mm-hmm. is very popular. The Judge, Taurus. Yeah. So, you know, for a lot of women, it's just a, it's a pretty big gun. So this gun here, uh, actually, with being able to be held with two hands, especially we're, we're looking to bring out a 410 version, it's going to be really, really nice for women to pick this gun up. They don't really know how to use a gun except take the safety off. So it's going to, uh, I think it will create a really uh, big market for the home defense. Plus, you got the scare factor. Yeah. You point that at anybody, they're not going to feel very comfortable. It kind of looks like a little Gatling gun. We're going to refer to this as the welcome mat at Miles. (laughs) Also, uh, we've turned the the phrase. Get the hell out, Matt, right? Yeah. I got a 13-year-old daughter. Sorry to step on you there, Steve, but Mm -hmm. she's turning the corner of where the hormone lading boys start to show up. Yeah. So I'm going to refer to this as the menage (laughs) a trois. Yeah, don't show up at my house. It'd be the non. Thinking you're involving my daughter in a three way because I got my own three way. You're gonna have that etched in on the barrel, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. uh, Daddy's dating deterrence. What I'm there you go. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so but it's also a great zombie shooting gun too. You know that's a big craze right now. Because zombies are real. They're real and they're getting smart. Well, what was cool (laughs) was what you pointed out is the the three barrels that you've got there. They kind of. A reminiscent of the biohazard. Symbol. Exactly. Yeah. So, so a lot of times the zombies, the ones that's getting smart, you know, you can take two shots in the body to slow them down, and then focus in on the last shot for the head, and they're done. You know what's hilarious? You do all three to the head. It's all yeah. about the head. It was hilarious. Zombies are the only like horror creature that has become something where when you discuss it, you talk about it like it's real. Well, like know, we, we don't talk about vampires. Like oh well, you know the vampire, the That's smart ones way. are the ones that you know have to take the yeah. sword through the heart. The ones that there. have become immune to holy water and sunlight, yes. and they can fly. <laughs> But with zombies, they can also have sex with mortals. (laughs) With mortals, create with a baby with a devil tail. Yeah, or the tail falls off when they're like seven. (laughs) So yeah, but I noticed that your it's kind of like your hook is zombie green. Yes, your logo. Everything is zombie. I like the lime green. I like to refer to it as hook one green. Yeah, I, or, or say, talking you know, green. Yeah, or smart ass, green. smart ass business people green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. There you like, go. That's what I call it. Remember us green. Yep. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about the gun and what you've got going on. But right now, it's time for the jack wagon train. This week, brought to you by seventeen seventy six united dot com. Hooray, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. So who's our jack wagon this week? I think it needs to be a, a whole country. A whole country or just the government of that country? Well, yeah, the government, but, you know, why not the whole country? North Korea. And what happened with that? You know the details. You told me about it, and I just laughed well, I just heard off. a little bit about it, and basically what's going on is there's a new movie getting ready to come out. You guys know who Seth Rogen is? Yeah, I heard about we that. We do. I heard about that you on heard the about news. it? Yeah, yeah, it's called The something. Uh, Informant or something like that. Yeah, or The Interview. No, it's called The Interview. And it's Seth Rogen and James Franco are in it. And basically what they Wait, are... Wait, they're in a movie together? Another one? <laughs> Come on, get out of here. And they're high and they're bumbling idiots? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you could believe it. Um, but anyway, they like land this interview with the... What's his name? Kim Jun-yun? Oh, yeah. Well, Kim Jun-yul was the dad and this mm. one's is... Kim Jun-yun, I something. Think. I thought his name was Kim Jong-gon. Anyway, it's... <laughs> it's uh, it needs to be. What's his name? The basketball player's best buddy. Uh, huh? Oh, Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're tight. But anyway, 
they have threatened war with the United States if we allow that, the United States allows that movie to be released. Over a movie. Uh, basically what they are is they, they land this interview with him, and the CIA intercepts them, and they want them to assassinate him. So yeah, I've seen the that's previews. kind of the premise of the of the movie is they want to assassinate Kim Jong Un, whatever his name. And we're sure it's not like the typical propaganda that he puts out in their country. Like I hit twelve hole in ones. Well, on it my sounds last to me like round. your typical Hollywood <laughs> movie promotion thing. You know, okay. yeah. Let's that say that this movie may actually cause war if we <laughs> air it, and since the last four. Movies we've put out have been bombs. Have been bombs. Let's say this movie is going to result in bombs, and then maybe we'll get some. The irony of it, huh? The irony. The yeah. irony. And their the other irony. movie was called something like The End of the World the or end. something. This is the end. This is the end. Yeah. It's the only movie I've ever yeah. seen that had Kenny Powers in it that sucked. Because <laughs> Kenny Powers should run for president. Kenny Powers is awesome. I would vote for Kenny Powers. Not not uh, what's his name? The actor, the character. Kenny no, Powers. no, yeah, not yeah. the actor. The Ken- MF CEO of yeah, the, K-Swiss. The mother. Wasn't our, our favorite comedian that we always listen to when we do road trips on that too? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, you talking about Daniel Tosh? No, the little Indian dude that doesn't sound like oh, he's Indian. Oh, oh, yeah, but he dies in it real quick. Does he really? He falls down a hole. What's his name? Aziri. Aziz. 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 Yeah. He is hilarious. He's yeah. always on Daniel Tosh's Pandora channel. Yeah. Because yeah. I love Yeah, that's Daniel what we Tosh. listen to. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah. what we turn on. So, on North trip. Korea, if that is in fact true, you're on the jack wagon train. Welcome. I think they were pretty much jack wagons before. For a while. Franco and Rogan gave them a stage. Yeah. Well, I, I so they allowed Dennis Rodman in their country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they became friends. That kind of did it, yeah. I just love reading the propaganda. They did we just have one country. this week? Yeah, I didn't have another one. Y'all got a jack wagon you want to throw Anybody on the train? Anybody you want to throw on the train? Well, just the standard... That, Jack Wagon that occupies America's highest office. Yeah. He's, that's he's becoming a recurring theme for you. For me, yeah, yeah, it is. He's on there. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Actually, can I elaborate on that a little bit? Why do, <laughs> why do we allow do. the first lady to talk, like at all? Ever. Any of them. Like in the history why, of ever, the White House? Period. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know who did it right? Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush didn't say She just smiled anything. She just stood. Now, granted, she was probably just doing all she could to be she vertical. Was, she was stern, but she just didn't talk. She smiled and nodded. She, looked, she smiled and nodded. She yeah. and like Steve's already pointed out, women are weak. He said that oh, they're, no, they're not that smart. I never said so that. Not, he said they're weak. He said they couldn't I, shoot no, big right. guns. I think you said that. Jim. And he said that they were weak. They couldn't hold the gun up, no, right? Think, and so I here's think, the thing. I think talking I'm just clarifying that Steve, I'm just clarifying that Steve said that. <laughs> no, and we that designed a gun for women. I've already had my running with little people. I do not need the whole <laughs> the whole female sex coming after me. But here's the di- wait. He did actually say that does sound yeah like a good. So make the comment that women can't hold. Yeah, I mean they're weak and they're very they're not very smart because now they're going to all come after. And you. so anyway, uh, he, he, no, it was see, the, you already got one after. It you, was right designed there. just to get some foreplay. Yeah. So, so did anyway. you w- did you watch uh, Willy Wonka? I did. In the Chocolate Factory. Yes. <laughs> Is that where you get your fear? S- several times. Oopa loopas. No, no, no. It it goes all the way back to. <laughs> where is this if, going? If we got to delve um, off into this. You know, it we go- really don't have to. No, yeah, okay. yeah. I it right now. I accidentally touched one's hand one time when I was reaching for a doorknob, <laughs> and I re- and it was just the weird, coldest feeling ever. And I looked over, and he pulled his hand back, but he had like little half fingers. How do you know it, it wasn't just freaked a kid, me out a ever since? Eight year old. What's that? No, he was a full grown man. Okay, looking up at me. 
looking up at you. apologizing for touching my hand. And so ever since then, I've just been weirded <laughs> out. What's that movie? So th- this uh, this is a uh, this a real fear. It's a legitimate fear. Yeah. I'm not making this up. My blood pressure goes up. What's the <laughs> one with Will Ferrell where Peter Dinklage was in it? He was the the, the elf. The elf. Call, call me elf again. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me qualify. Ass. Let me qualify this statement with I'm not really fearful of many things. I've ridden bulls. You know, I've been to a couple of wars. I flew the most dangerous helicopter in the military arsenal for almost a decade. Um I text and drive. You know, I'm not really that afraid of many That's things. That's equivalent. <laughs> but there is a genuine. All right, there, like, there, I gotta, I, there's a name for this fear. Pulse quickening thing that happens. And it's not just around, like physically, personally around them. I mean, it's pictures. It's likenesses on TV. The only one that doesn't weird me out is Wee Man from Jackass. And I think that's because he kicked himself in the forehead. And it kind of, <laughs> the cool factor outweighed the weird factor. So, so when you originally said that, it wasn't a joke just for the show. No, no. It's it was a, a legitimate Yeah, it was thing. a legitimate deal. Yeah. And like, when I met my business partner, Chris, he, he actually said one day something about, oh man, that, he said, dude, it's not a, it's not a, uh, an offensive thing, but the, freaked me out and I said dude that's the only person I'd ever met mm-hmm. so we had that moment you know where the music slowed down and his wind, beard started to blow in the wind and <laughs> I realized that I had found my soul soul mate in business right. you know what I mean not like sure. you know that's what we'll say on the show right 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 exactly yeah. Yeah. and so yeah so I've just been weirded out and so I've got two uh, one of them is a, a, a lot lower distribution meaning i guess it recurs a lot less in the human genetic code but um it's the the albino but it's not like albino pink eyed albino with mm-hmm. white hair it's the clear skin crystal eyes uh no just, hair yeah no hair kind of powder basically gerontophobia is so it's fear, real it's fear of old people oh <laughs> well we it's didn't say old people <laughs> What if you got an old little person? Well, that's how good man, an old is. little person. Albino, Albino little person. would, I would be done. Oh, <laughs> no! Wait a minute, I don't have an old person. Phobia. He just, just he pulled that out of my ass. D a e m o n demonophobia. Demonophobia. See, I told they you they were demon. They're definitely evil. Oh, Damon. Damon. Did you say Damon? Damon. Damon. Can you read I'm not from Tennessee. M o n o. Hold on, it's downloading. Demonophobia. Is there like a little speaker next to it where you can pronounce it? It press the button and it pronounces <laughs> no, it. For He's it's got it's a damn literature. Windows phone. It's you can a, put that crap. into Google. What and is the fear of dwarves or little people? Is it a recognized phobia? Demonophobia. There's a nano. I think people are just making stuff up. <laughs> Nanophobia, dwarf phobia. I don't fear them. I think they're hot. Phobias.com. <laughs> Windows phones suck. Damn Windows phone. <laughs> so, anyways. So, anyway, he. I said we didn't have to get into it. He's looking it up online. Yeah. So. And he said, I, I would hope we don't. Right. And jumped right in. Now you're the farthest down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And we're all waiting for you he to run back Al- out. He ran Alice over and stepped on the back of her head. I was waiting for you to take this train somewhere else. <laughs> so well, let's, let's get into and ask okay, our questions. How about that? All right. Ooh, so, first question for you guys: How did you originally get in firearms? Who's first? Chad. I originally got in firearms because there was one leaning up in the corner. Well, every corner of my house growing up. So my dad came home drunk on a regular basis. And uh, I'm not saying that everyone who has a drunk dad should lean firearms up in the corner of their house, but that's what my mom did. (laughs) In fact, I'm saying you probably shouldn't. And if you're, if you have an alcoholic parent, there are phone numbers you can call. (laughs) 
but don't put firearms that are loaded in the corner because it can backfire on you. No, but all joking aside, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional world, household, close relatives, near relatives, distant relatives, the town I lived in. Uh, everybody had two guns in the back window, literally, in yeah. high school, at church. Um, you know, nobody ever got raped where I'm from. Nobody ever broke into anybody's house. There was never a McDonald's that got walked into. Well, we don't have a McDonald's. Nobody ever walked into the Dairy Queen and shot anybody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there'd be a whole bunch. What of town girls. is this? Uh, Jonesville, Louisiana. Oh, okay. okay. Actually, I'm originally from Faraday, which is where Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Mickey Gilly, and uh, the televangelist Jimmy Swaggart are from. <laughs> so there's a lot of sexual dysfunction. I mean, there's a lot town. of just general. <laughs> Dysfunction where I grew up. Um, you named three of the most controversial <laughs> sexual situations. Well, in pop I mean, culture. just because you married your 13 year old cousin yeah. doesn't make you a sexual deviant. And cheated and on your. Just uh, because you amassed a televangelistic <laughs> empire and then got caught with a penthouse centerfold in a hotel, maybe he was trying to witness to her. Nobody ever really Possibly. gave him a chance. That's true. Naked. And he asked God to forgive him on national television, and God did. You know, because he said he did, because yeah. he talked to him right after that, and um, he, everything was good. Yeah, and then Mickey Gilly, you know, he brought us Gillies. So, sure, you know, he showed us that if you build it, it will burn. You know what I mean? So, oh shit, did I say that out? Is that recorded? What I just said? Yeah, but I can edit it anyway. <laughs> Is he sponsoring you? No. Then don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the closest phobia I can find. And we're back here. on that. He hadn't gone down the hole yet. Fear of ventriloquist dummies, animatronics, <laughs> creatures, wax statues, automatonophobia. That's, That's an automaton. That's I actually like, like puppets. Yeah. <laughs> He's got and, a fetish well, for dolls. Ventriloquist dummies, they dolls. don't scare you? They scare me. Disclaimer, that was left hand that just said little people were equated to puppets. Have you guys? No, I said his fear. <laughs> this is the closest thing I could find I said I like, fear. I like dolls. So it's don't baby. put words in my mouth. I didn't say Do you guys do that. jokes on your show at all? No. We don't mm-hmm. like tell knock-knock jokes. We could start, we could start a we joke start, segment. Well, How about I've that? Since you brought up dolls, I've got a doll joke that... I just became. Is it the real doll? No, no. Actually, it's a it's a blow up doll joke. Have you guys heard this one? So a guy walks into a he walks into a sex shop and he's like, "Hey, I'm uh, you know, it's um, been a minute and uh, was wondering if you guys might have, you know, some blow up um companionship." And she said, "Oh, honey, you're looking for a blow up doll?" He said, "Uh, well, yeah." And she said. All right, well, follow me right over here to the blow-up doll section. And while she was walking over there, she said, uh, "Would you were you looking for a uh, Christian blow-up doll or a Muslim blow-up doll? And he said, uh, wow, well, what's a Muslim blow-up doll? She said, oh, they blow themselves up. Oh, can, can you guys use that? I don't know if yeah, you can, we can, you use, can that. use that. All right, yeah. cool. So anyway. Yeah. We've never told jokes on the show, have we? I don't know. I think the whole show's a joke. No. Maybe <laughs> in and of itself. Anyway, so back to guns. I yes. just, uh, you know, I mean, I can't remember them not being part of my life. They were in every car I got in. Uh, both of my grandpas were foremen at um, uh, catfish farms. So they rode around shooting coyotes and rode around shooting uh, uh, birds that were, you know, feeding on the catfish and buzzards and things like that. And, I mean... Uh, so you've been around them your whole life. I can't life, remember basically. not hunting. I can't remember not fishing. What was the first gun that you could call your own? The first gun that I could call my own was a Ithaca 20-gauge breakdown barrel. 
uh, probably should have started me with something smaller because it it scared the crap out of me the first time I sh- well it scared the shit out of me. How like, old were you? I mean, I shit a little when I shot it. <laughs> you shatted. Yeah, I did. Sharted. And I had to. I was probably four or five. Okay, yeah, that's, that's and then pretty it was, big for. A and then my next gun was a little uh, Marlin twenty two that they cut the stock down on, and so we used that. And uh, I had to pack it around in the woods coon hunting. See, my dad got. Uh, Let's just say he got hurt in the oil field, and then he 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 developed an alternative source of income. Let's just in say. Our house. Let's just say. Yeah. And so, to look legitimate, what we did is we did a lot of hunting and trapping gotcha. and commercial fishing, even though there was other stuff that we, other yeah. there other commerce that we yeah. engaged in other crops, other crops uh, <laughs> like okra, and um, and so we did a lot of coon hunting, and and back yeah. before. Uh, I think it was Pamela Anderson got naked for PETA and said, nice. I'll never put fur on my clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to go sell um, fur. You know, you could go sell fur. We actually had a fur market. Uh, you go down there, you kill the, the coons, uh, the raccoons. We call yeah. them coons where I'm from. And uh, you clean them. You sell the hides. You sell the meat. And uh, you make a living. We used to catch crawfish and sell them. And so... Um, probably my first um, memories of shooting was my grandpa was a commercial crawfisher, but mm-hmm. he would put these traps out in the swamp area, and he would tow me along in a canoe, and he was using the canoe to put out the traps on one pass and then come back around with buffalo carp cut up right. uh, for the bait on the second pass. And my job was to ride in the canoe and shoot water moccasins. And so... I got to be a really good shot, really young, because yeah. if I didn't shoot it, he'd take the gun from me, shoot the water moccasin, and then slap me upside the head and say, <laughs> you're wasting ammo. And uh, so I shot snakes for probably five years with that twenty two before I shot the that Ithaca 20-gauge again. And then, you'd um, be a pretty good shot to hit a water moccasin with a twenty two. No, Suckers are yeah, but they and- they're aggressive, and they start coming at you. Do, you. do you want to know what it is? What's that? Your yeah, phobia. The phobia? Yeah, I do. Nanosophobia. Nanosa? Nanosophobia. Nanoso- Fear of a dwarf or little people. All right, I'm getting on Twitter tonight. It's also acnoroplasiaphobia. My thing was real. Wow. I'm going to go with the other one. What was it? Nanosophobia. N-A-N, like nano. Yeah. Sophobia. There is. Do you have an irrational fear of Albanos? Listen to me. Let me explain something to you. You could You could put those damn EKG things on me. And you could literally just have me open my eyes and show me flashcards. I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> and you could go through a whole bunch of stuff. And you could show, like, Scarlett Johansson and Megan Fox and all them, and they're going to get blood pressure rises mm-hmm. and all that Spikes. kind of stuff. Spikes. My pupils are going to dilate. And then you could show me a picture of an albino, or the albino specifically that we talked about, yeah. and everything's going to go nuts. So I'm you can't you. watch the movie Powder? Absolutely not. Or wow. no, the Jackal. Dude. And the they're jackal. running the Jackal. Yeah, but that's the albino that he's not afraid of. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the ones that have some color, like the pink eyes and the, a little hair. Bit of, and the hair's a different color. But when it's like monochromatic, everything's like one color. The hair's like almost clear. Their skin's almost translucent. How old are you? I'm 39. You're 39. You may have watched that movie. There's a movie with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn back in the day, and there was an albino in it. No, because I can tell you, if I had watched it, I would it's remember a it. Cat. Because yeah, oh, <laughs> seriously, dude, I'm telling you, my pulse will go up. It just did. It just spiked when he showed me that picture. That's, he, he started breaking out a sweat. Because I mean, it's like, and I'll tell, it's like almost like a we. It's almost like that movie with the blue people. Um, 
What's that movie the called? Looping Smurfs. Starts with an A. Where they're oh, falling. Avatar. Avatar. It's like they're the Avatar version of that to me, and they're magical or something. They, <laughs> but they scare the <laughs> shit out of me. Okay, so Steve, how'd Steve, you get how'd the you guns? Get the <laughs> So I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> if I ever saw like a true albino little person, I would unload all three barrels of this triple threat <laughs> if I was approached. Because it's a fear. It's a legitimate deal. Wow. Steve. Steve. <laughs> uh, let's see. My first gun was a Daisy BB Rider BB gun. About nine years old. And then I, oh, then I went to a 410 shotgun breakdown. See, that would have made sense to start me with a BB gun. Yeah. yeah. I had but, BB guns later, but we started with real Yeah, ammo. you didn't mess Firearms. around. They just... Yeah. What was your first, your like, teeth on a big one? combustible firearm? Combustible. Uh, that was uh, a 410 shotgun. Okay. Yeah, probably, you know, about 11 years old. Yeah, and that was my first, too. Used it for squirrel hunting and grew up mm-hmm. hunting and then graduated up, uh, you know, when I was 13, ordered a Remington 870 left-handed version because i shoot left-handed me too so but uh then, he's not left-handed yeah it's just his name <laughs> <laughs> but uh they you know the uh i've always had a fascination with guns primarily with hunting and uh ultimately come up with this idea to invent this triple barrel shotgun so uh it was it was pretty cool to get the triple barrel shotgun um, How old were you when you first came up with this idea? Um, it was back in 2001 when I had I had the idea. I got the patent issued in 2005. So you're in your, what, 30s? I'm 45. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. hey, he's looking that good. Cream. You're older yeah. than me. Damn. Not many people older than me on this show. that cream. Yeah. <laughs> your cream? Yeah, what? facial cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Protein and rich. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, do either of you have any military law enforcement background? 20 years. Retired. 20 years, five days. I was Navy. From Navy? Yep. You I said did, you uh, mentioned something about helicopters? Yeah, I did uh, search that. and rescue, uh, combat search and rescue, and um, got commissioned and was in the pilot training pipeline for about three years with some problems. I had this tooth right here pulled, and I uh, actually. Did we look into the camera. Look into yeah. the camera. Show the camera. <laughs> Hang on. Actually, did, let me tell you this story. Did we just become that's the same? That's the it's same, the same too. too. Yeah. That's weird. I bet you my story for how I lost mine is better than yours. I got mine yanked. I out. bet it's something okay. the military does. No, it's, it's actually a little secret project. No, me, that they it goes do. back to it goes back to guns. So my cousin Dewey, um, <laughs> Dewey. who I, will never listen to this, so I can say it is probably one of the. Uh, I won't say dumbest. We'll, we'll say least intelligent people on the face of the earth. And uh, Dewey got me into more shit growing up than anybody has ever gotten me into in my entire life. I spent 20 years with some of the dumbest shit you'll ever have the opportunity to serve or work with. And Dewey made them all look like geniuses. So one day we're out in the yard and we're playing around. And Dewey gets the idea that he's going to spit in the barrel of a Daisy 880. <laughs> pellet gun you know the one that has a little diamond on the side and you Uh, cock it like the more you cock it the harder it shoots and then you pull the lever back to cock it or it won't shoot right so he takes the bb out of the barrel but then he starts sits there and he works up some spit and spits it down the barrel and to get it to shoot he has to cock it well you know there's bbs in the gun free floating (laughs) so he cocks it and loads a bb into the chamber i'm sitting at a picnic table eating watermelon (laughs) This is why my teeth hurt every time I start eating watermelon to this day. 
And he walks up behind me. <laughs> and he, sticks the, <laughs> he sticks the gun to the back of my head and taps me on the shoulder. And when I turn around, he pulled the trigger, thinking he's going to shoot me in the face with spit. With spit. <laughs> and my whole world went black. <laughs> My, I, literally, my vision, I saw it kind of come down, like it grayed down, and then it just kind of hung there for a second. It was like I was looking through a tunnel, and then it, I couldn't hear anything, and then everything just kind of came back, and dude was standing there looking like he just saw a ghost because blood was running down my face. And what had happened was he shot me through the face, and it hit the top of the roots. You know, oh. the roots hit the very tip top of the root. Now, here's the thing. Fast forward 17, 18 years when I'm in the Navy, and I'm becoming a pilot. And I'm going through the pilot training pipeline, and I'm doing these aerial maneuvers, and it feels like I'm getting stuck in the face with an ice pick. Well, about five years before that, when I was a search and rescue air crewman, I had had problems with altitude, so they sent me over to get a root canal. And I remember the doctor saying I had a big crack at the top of the the tooth, but I never associated it back to when Dewey – had uh had shot me in the face. Never thought of that, huh? <laughs> I didn't think I would ever say Dewey shot me in the face <laughs> out loud. But anyway, so when Dewey shot me in the face with the pellet gun, I uh, it had hit the top of that tooth. The spit laced. And the BB the came out in my mouth. I actually showed him the BB, and he almost passed out. And so fast forward 15 years, and I'm uh, having problems when I'm flying. And so they send me into the dentist because sinuses is usually the problem. But they send you to a dentist before they send you to an ENT, an ear, nose, throat specialist. And the dentist did a, a CT scan and was like, or had a CT scan done and was like, yeah, you got a, you got a cracked tooth. You, you need to have a root canal. So they did three faked, failed root, tail, root canal attempts. And I said, you know what? I'm done with this. Pull the tooth. I'm tired of not flying. We were in the Gulf. We're in the middle of the I was wanting to get in. You know, I didn't want to be sitting on the sidelines washing airplanes and working on airplanes and doing all that stuff. I wanted to be out there flying around. We're right in the middle of uh, Kosovo, Bosnia. Mm-hmm. And um, and so anyway, they uh, they pulled the tooth, but they left some gauze up in there. So fast forward another six, eight years when I'm doing my Navy pilot training, I started having real bad altitude sensitivity problems. And we would do this move called the – and I like this move – it's called the penetration maneuver, and I'm not making this up. You can look it up if you're a pilot. <laughs> no, I believe you. fly with the tack in, which tells you how close you're getting to the, to the base, uh-huh. and it's for in bad weather when all your other instruments are failed, and when you hit zero, before it starts to go back up again, you start to do a, a turn. You do an aggressive turn down over the top of the airfield, and when you pick it up visually, you just fly back around and land. It's a, it's a cool maneuver. Mm-hmm. It's called the penetration maneuver. When it works. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's so... Um, when I would do that, you have such a rapid rate of descent, it would feel like somebody was shoving an ice pick in my face. So they sent me back to some doctors who did some CT scans, but they only did like the frontal. They didn't do the side. And after three surgeries to, to correct the problem, they finally figured it out by sending me to a specialist. The specialist did the, you know, the slices. He did like six different angles. Mm-hmm. He found the tooth and then asked me how I had lost the tooth in the first place. And I told him, he goes, oh, well, then that explains this. And there's actually muscular tears in the cheek muscle going through, and you could see it on the CT scan. You could, it was like a line. And wow. he said, from like 17 years ago. Yeah, he's like, hey, have you, uh, have you ever had any facial trauma? And I said, well, I rodeoed. I did some, they call it MMA now, but it was dudes fighting um, to make money for rodeoing <laughs> when I was young. Atlanta wrestling? Is it yeah, like- something like that. It's a uh, backyard brawling, pickup truck, you know, circle pins like you put cattle in, get in yeah. there and fight. The dude that's standing wins all the money, that kind of thing. And so, you know, he uh, Every which way he said, listen, man, you're not, able, you're not able to fly anymore. This is the bad news. The good news is 
I can fix you up. We can go up in there. And what had happened was they had left some gauze that was the non-dissolving type gauze up in the air pocket Ooh. or up in the cavity. Yeah. He went in there and said, I'm not going to take it out, but you have an abscess. You need some antibiotics. So he took a syringe, stuck it up in there with nothing on it to let the air out. And then he injected the cavity with an antibiotic, solved the problem. I never had the pressure sensitivity again. I went back. I put my package in for my waiver because I'd had sinus surgery. So you have to get a waiver to continue flying. And they said that they had removed so much tissue from my my uh, sinuses that I could I would now not have enough membrane between my brain and my sinus cavity to uh, to continue to fly. What? Wow. So here's the th- here's the deal. So go all Damn. the way back to when Dewey shot me in the face with a gun. <laughs> Damn and it, Dewey. And then that causes me to get my tooth pulled, which causes me to have a gall stuck in there, which causes me to now go medically down um, and decide what else I'm going to do in the Navy other than be a pilot. Uh, I was down for almost a year. I had an, an office job. I worked three on and four off and four on and three off. It was kind of a rotational deal, and I fished my ass off. And I started winning tournaments in Texas, and I discovered kayak fishing. And I had some time, basically. It's the first time I had time to do anything other than focus on what I was doing in the Navy. So that shot in the face changed the whole course of the rest of my life and come full circle. And I wouldn't be sitting here doing what I'm doing now hey, Chad, if it hadn't happened. You're right. Your, your story is better than mine. So I had a root canal and they pulled the tooth. <laughs> so why don't you call it Dewey One? What's Dewey, that? Dewey One. Dewey One? In honor of Dewey, because you wouldn't be oh, doing this. That's right. For you, Dewey. you may Come not on, be man. doing you gotta pay Dewey some homage. We could, we could do that. Y'all need to do a custom kayak. We talk about Dewey. 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 We talk about yeah. Dewey on a pretty regular basis. You know? <laughs> but to get Dewey, a Dewey edition kayak, you're going to have to have a kayak that doesn't pay its child support. <laughs> That is in and out of jail a couple times a month. In and out of like how old. you get in thrown in jail and get back out of jail in the same month is beyond me. <laughs> if you go to jail, you should at least finish the month out. You know what I'm saying? Like term. he's got his own pillow. He's got his own. Like they know him at the jail in uh, in our town in Jonesville. So, but uh, it's like uh, so. Does Steve have Mayberry any military RSD? law enforcement experience? No. <laughs> No, no, not really. Uh, I did have a nomination. Well, Chad, Chad, first off, thank you for your service. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. In, in all yeah, honesty. Thank, yes. Don't Sincerity. thank me. Thanks the ones that are still doing it because they're the ones that are, yeah, yep. it's it's crazy. Absolutely. I'm thankful for when I served. Uh, I got really lucky. Um, I do tell people I had a golden horseshoe up my ass pretty much the whole time. Uh, I never was in any convoys or doing some of that crazy stuff that dudes do that are really out there, you know, on the tip of the spear. But we did quite a bit of low-level flying and you know some insertion and extraction stuff we did a lot of stuff with the teams uh we did a lot of stuff with the eod and i I got to do a lot of really cool stuff (laughs) on the taxpayers dime Um, you know uh fell in love with really big automatic weapons with the bar yeah i don't know if you guys have ever shot the bar but it is we haven't yet oh my god yes now did you do any fishing while you were yeah, we tro- I've trolled off the back of uh, some of the biggest ships in the Navy. Oh, man. Make cedar plugs out of mop handles and uh, troll them behind it and hook tuna. And <laughs> That's awesome. Hell That's yeah. Cool. Totally unsanctioned, by the way. That's the <laughs> well, of course. It wouldn't be fun otherwise. Yeah. So when it comes to pop culture stuff, movies, TVs, video games, books, magazines, whatever, if it involves firearms, what's your favorite? What's your go-to? Oh, man. You know, I'm a big fan of practical weapons that are also tactical weapons, if that makes sense. You know, I'm a big fan. Uh, probably a, a 1911 is one of my favorite ever, ever. <laughs> I don't think okay. you heard the question. Ever. 
Weapons. Okay, when it comes to pop culture, pop culture, you know, movies, TV, firearms books, related, anything. Okay, let me say this. Let me, like let me put it to you this way: or a movie. any movie where Scarlett Johansson is shooting <laughs> because uh, you know because she's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I would <laughs> Ryan Reynolds because he <laughs> oh, her. Oh, okay. You know I'm say they're no longer. She's like fair game, but he <laughs> her is what I'm saying. So supposedly, if that's as close as I could get, I'd do it. I've not, I've not seen any pictures. Yeah, of that. I'd probably suck his. Because it's been in her. <laughs> he probably let you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never heard that one before. Yeah. So no, but, <laughs> but anyway, Scarlett Johansson, she, her with the guns. I mean, she does a really good job in yeah. making it look like she knows what, what she's doing. What else has she been in other than the Avengers? That she's, she's got one coming out called Lucy that looks pretty good. Where she's kind of... I don't yeah. know if she. I think she uses guns. Yeah, but know. but anyway, the top of the list though. She has some the, guns. The top of the list is uh, Salma Hayek with a gun, riding some dude in that Mexican Diablo movie. That fucking does it for me. Like if I if there was like twenty five seconds left on Earth and you had to rub one out for the last time, you didn't have time to hook one up, and it was like a radio show where you could just cue up any clip, cue up a clip, it'd be that clip. Some height. Yeah, in Desperado, Desperado, or Bandoleros, or whatever Bandoleros. it is. What is it? I you don't know. know. <laughs> Back when her titty, like pre Frida, pre Frida, when her titties were when her titties were still up there where they're supposed to be, and she hadn't <laughs> Edward Norton yet, and all that. She's like <laughs> that's the Hulk. She's the man. What's the Hulk? She is awesome. Yeah, he's the Hulk. <laughs> I'll just say shooter, shooter. Here we go. <laughs> I'll be simple. So Steve's on record with shooter. Yeah, he just come out straight shooter. <laughs> Has has there ever been a gun in your arsenal, or is there currently one that there's a little bitty part of you that's kind of embarrassed to say, "Yeah, I, I've got one of those." No, no, that I'm embarrassed to say I've got one or had one, or um, like maybe you bought one back when it first came out, it was cool, and then or it maybe ended up being a, just a flop a accessory, and, you know? Like yeah, a, I bought a bone collector muzzleloader. That okay. was kind of fucking dumb. <laughs> I paid 167 extra dollars for. A and the logo on the side of a deer skull with glowing eyes. It was green. It was green. It is green. It's black and green. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was smart marketing. Yeah. That was worth an extra maybe 50, but I don't know yeah. about that much. Um, what about one you had that you got rid of that you want back? Uh, Brown and Satori, double barrel. Mm. Nice. But, How'd yeah. that get away? Is there a story behind that? Uh, broke ass E5. There not you making go. enough money in the military. A neighbor who was... Uh, take advantage of the situation and said hey you know if you're earning for money i'll buy that satori off you and a thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money when you're a broke ass e5 oh, yeah. and you know that kind of stuff and take yeah heartbeat. my grandpa gave it to me and i was broke young kids needed money you know car payments overdue sure mortgage overdue you ever try to get in touch with that guy so he still has it food i have i've actually i, I regularly search to try to he's not a facebook kind of dude right but i regularly search and say i wonder if this dude's there. he's like a doomsday prepper kind of dude you know what i mean yeah. uh, so he probably would never get like on that level of the grid but yeah i've searched his name a few times just to say hey man can i get my grandpa's gun back <laughs> and every time i hear that aaron lewis song i'm like <laughs> you son of a <laughs> what about you, Steve? Uh, you know, one gun I I sold was a pump thirty out six Remington, and you know you just don't see them much anymore. I'd like, that'd be one of the probably the, the guns uniqueness were, of that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was my first really deer hunting rifle, and yeah, uh, I grew up with a pump shotgun, so that's the reason I bought the pump rifle. It's actually a two seventy, I think, but uh, you just don't see them anymore uh, much at all. 
How'd you get rid of that? I just sold it, needed some money, and sold it. And, yeah. You know, it's like one of them things. The almighty sold. dollar. Yeah. yeah. That kicks in. Comes to bucket list, your next got to have, no matter what, you know, price, no obstacle, what's, uh, what's your next go-to? Got to have. That I could actually attain or like. No, know, I just said price, no object. Yeah, the, bar. the bar. The uh, bar? Yeah, it's nostalgic, man. I did some cool shit with it. I'd love to mount one on top of my truck. And just <laughs> You'd love drive to just mount one. Yeah, I like mounting stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like the bar. You know, I'd like to put that on a kayak and take it out and, and just call it shoot and have it back in the kayak up. You ever you thought know. about calling one of your kayaks Selma? Selma uh, kayak? Yeah, I would actually. Selma kayak. Work. Selma kayak. <laughs> hey. Selma kayak. How much you we're want gonna, for it? We're going to do that. <laughs> you going to sell your kayak? How much I'm you want for it? I'm going to hire a Mexican chick <laughs> to say, hello, my name is Selma kayak. <laughs> If you're looking That's the for best it. Mexican accent I've Dude, ever heard. That, is. that was awesome. Sell my kayak how much you want for it. Yeah, exactly. R- write that down, guys. Sell my kayak. We just recorded it. So that's true. It's yeah, gold. Good. No, I was talking about those guys back it's, there. It's they gold. recorded it, too. All right, cool. That's, yeah, that's true, too. That's what about you, Steve? Uh, you know, I, I think I'd like to try. I don't. I think the company's out of business, but it's the Shytac uh, 408. Is that the rifle that was used in the sniper, the shooter movie? Uh, I think it was a Shytac. Oh, the one that he pulled out for the chopper. Yeah, I think that was a shot. Because he was shooting the the Remington seven hundred at first, and then when the chopper came, he pulled that other one out. Yeah, I thought that was a fifty. Oh yeah, that was the Barrett. No, it's the one he's using when he shoots up the Denty Moore. Yeah, that's yeah. that's his. Uh, yeah. That's a shot attack. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the most accurate um, bar sniper bar <laughs> gun in the world. I'm going yeah. full now, I don't here. think the company's in business anymore, but they hmm. especially designed that round yeah. I think it's a 408 you see what the bar will do to dolphins when you're out to sea <laughs> oh, oh my god oh no I'm talking about Daddy, mahi I'm Daddy. sorry I wasn't talking mahi, mahi. I wasn't talking yeah. about the cute flipper at SeaWorld I was talking mahi you're talking about the ones that, like that rape bull dorado yeah. fish just rape dolphin dolphin rape is that what Matt Best calls it <laughs> yeah. hey let me tell you what's cool though probably why I like this gun so much um in Europe, you know, everything's really close together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff's dissected by the Mediterranean. Uh, and so the ships that, that transport uh, cattle, uh, livestock, if they have any kind of disease or, or anything, if the, if, the, if the animals become infirmed for any reason, they just push them over the side. So when you're a young kid... You know, 17, 18, 19 years old, however it was, however young I was when I first uh, started deploying, um, you find these cows floating out in the middle of the Mediterranean. And they look like those Macy Day, Macy's Day parade floats. The bloated. The They're bloated. And there's all these little silver <laughs> things, you know, underneath them just kind of picking at them. But when you shoot one of those with a fifty cal, <laughs> oh, wow. oh my god! That's better than Tanner. Is it like right? that video where the guy so, goes to cut the bloated whale and yo, the whale dude, explodes? It is, it is, it is, it is glorious. <laughs> I would love to mount a GoPro camera on like a boogie board next to it and come by and do a strafing run on a errant floating cow in the Mediterranean. But yeah, we uh, with one of these, we had a uh, yeah, we had a Lieutenant Dave Wimsat from. Uh, Wetumpka, Alabama, happened to be on the same flight that I was on and said, Hey, who? <laughs> you thinking what I'm thinking? I said, Well, I'm looking at a Playboy. I hope you're not thinking what I'm thinking, sir. <laughs> he said, No, did you see that cow at one o'clock? And I stood up and looked out the, the door that the crew chief looks out of and was like, Hell yeah. Because I immediately knew what he said. So I pointed at the door and kind of give the pullout signal to my second crewman. He started pulling the door out. We put the panel mount in. 
We put the bar on there. We put the 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 ammo can mount up. We put the we pulled the belt feet in. We had we set the head spacing and timing. We locked and loaded, and we came by at about 140 knots. And I, it took me three shots to walk it right into the abdomen, and it just exploded. Boom! And then we came back around and shot the pieces until there were little pieces. And it was one of them big black and white like Jersey cat, like you know, oh, what I mean? yeah. like a like a stereotypical big cow. Right. It was a yeah. It was awesome. Boom. That would have been mice. a good GoPro <laughs> moment. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Last week we put this poll to our uh, our listeners, and it was oh, what's your top, top three? three gunslingers, fictional gunslingers? Clint Eastwood. Okay. Anything Clint Eastwood. Um. Fictional? Fictional. It's, which it's which definitely not character that, would be your top? The dude from Unforgiven. Because that was real. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't this choreographed Hollywood, you know, sound effects of the ricochet. I think Unforgiven is still one of the best westerns ever made. And I think the gunplay yeah. in that movie That's is probably good. the most realistic ever. And Morgan you know, Freeman in that? When you shoot a dude, he don't just die. They showed, like, real dying in that movie like guts hanging out climbing mm-hmm. up the stairs and that kind of stuff yeah it shows what a 12 gauge to the abdomen will do to you so Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven followed by you know as cliche as you can go Dirty Harry and and mostly because he said mine's bigger than yours and I'm really a big <laughs> fan of that you know and then after that you're I'm in a size go, comparison yeah. yeah I'm gonna go back to Scarlett Johansson with a any type of weapon in her hand okay so <laughs> what about blazing saddles <laughs> we had one of those last well, week yeah. yeah that was mentioned once yeah. first time Scarlett Johansson's been mentioned yeah so what about you top three fictional gunslingers um what about um what's... you said Shooter was your favorite movie so you gotta go with with Marky Mark Bobby Lee Bitty, Swagger Bobby yeah. Lee Swagger yeah you're kinda um, tied in there Steve yeah mhm so yeah, I circled mine. Came back. To well, what's, uh, what's Brad Pitt's wife, Jolie? Uh, Jolie, Jolie, Jolie. Yeah, in Tomb Raider. Dude, that was a good oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. No, what was the one where they were bending bullets Wanted. And shit? That was Wanted. a good movie. That was really good. Yeah. That was a really yeah. good movie. This, the Mr. Miss Smith, I thought it was a good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she was Yeah, there that too. was hot. So. That's actually when I developed my chicks with guns, hot fetish thing. Because yeah. I actually, I'm not going to lie to you, prior to that movie, I didn't think women... Should have any contact with firearms. You really are wanting women to come after you, aren't you? Well, I mean, I've got an, I have an ex-wife, and I think arming and training. I think we all do here. Your enemy makes no sense, and I just want to break it down for all of your listeners out there. Uh, every ex-wife, I'm mean, sorry, every wife has the potential to become an ex-wife. So be careful in how much you train up your enemy. You know what I'm saying? Again, the views of. Talking, talking lead do not align with the views, the views of, of Chad Hoover yeah. and Steve. <laughs> and Steve. But, <laughs> but, but like Steve said, she'd be too weak to load it and too stupid to shoot it, so uh, I'm not really that worried about it. So. <laughs> Steve didn't say that. So. <laughs> All right, so Steve, you gave us two. What's your third? Yosemite uh, Sam. Nobody gave us Yosemite Sam, dadgummit. <laughs> Fictional yeah. gunslinger. Yeah. It is. It is yeah. true. That's, that's so Elma Those Elma Foot. Elmer Fudd, there you go. Chad looks Nobody like said Barney Fudd. I'm hunting wabbits. Haven't got a Barney Fudd. You need to bring him in as character yeah. with Mobass. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. The one thing 
I actually convinced my grandpa to let me start hunting with a shotgun because of Elmer Fudd. Really? Yeah, he used to make me hunt <laughs> side squirrels. By side? He used to make me hunt squirrels with a twenty two, which is a pain in the ass, you yeah. know, when you're young. I like it more now, but when I was young and then I'll I'll be honest with you, like you know those moments in movies when the clouds open up and you can hear angels singing and the light rays come through. Right. The first time I went squirrel hunting with a shotgun and the squirrel was running and I just shot and he just fell. I thought that was the greatest <laughs> ever invented. I was like, I just shot and he just died. This is the easiest way in the I world. I had one of those moments when I was die. like eight or nine and I had my BB gun and I was just shooting at birds that were flying and I hit one mm-hmm. and I had that moment. It was like, yeah. I actually can't. Kind of when you go on your first dove hunt, too. I had a moment. I, I, shot, I shot a dove one time with 22 flying. You shot a dove with a 22? Nice. Flying, yeah. That's but it impressive. Was, but yeah. it was rat shot, so. Oh. Yeah. But still, <laughs> well, I was impressed. Do you, yeah. either of you guys, any of you guys know what the Louisiana state bird is? Yeah. The mosquito, right? No, it's a the pelican. Bird. A brown pelican. Have you ever seen one up close? I thought yeah. it was a brown pelican. Yeah, I thought like it was a, a mosquito. They're like a modern day pterodactyl. They're ugly. <laughs> but I didn't know how big they were. <laughs> you know how I found out how big a brown pelican is? Well, let's hear you it. ever heard the the joke where people take you snipe hunting? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? You know, so yeah. you know that whole thing? Yeah. So my grandpa and my uncle are th- supposedly setting me up on a snipe hunt. And they set me in the corner. But they actually gave me a gun, which was a bad idea. <laughs> I would never. I've done snipe hunt jokes to people since then. I would no. never give them a gun. <laughs> they gave me a gun. See, I was a smart kid. So they mm. had to give me a gun to make me think I was really hunting. I would have never fell for that shining yeah. a light in a bag bull. <laughs> so I guess that's, you know, they had to do what they did. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the corner of the field. And my one uncle is telling me I've got to do this snipe call and then my grandpa's behind me telling me i gotta do this or that well he was gonna sneak around to where my uncle was at and they were gonna come running through the woods making this god-awful noise which it had it got to that point i probably would have shot him you remember the noise (laughs) i don't know they said no they told me they were gonna do a god-awful noise so what happened was is my grandpa was sneaking around to meet up with my uncle to come in and scare the out of me and i hear these (laughs) wings flying by and i look up and the sky is almost blacked out and I shoot you your pants. I shoot amongst the no. I shoot among, I shoot in, dude. I'm not. I've got a firearm. I'm, I have no fear, no reason to be frightful. I'm the armed one, the nine year old redneck kid. So I shot looking for snipe, and then yeah, it was on a snipe hunt. So I shot, and I can remember feeling in my feet the impact when the thing hit the ground. Really? Yeah. So what had happened was is like six pelicans flew by, and they blacked out the sky. So I just shot up in amongst them. And Yum, knocked one down. Away. And pelican tastes like Because <laughs> my they grand- make you eat it? No, my grandpa's got that if you kill it, you got to eat it. Rule. Oh, my yeah. gosh. My God. Pelican. I mean. I think that was just their punishment for you for showing them up on a snipe hunt. Pelican <laughs> sound smells like. I mean, it's the nastiest <laughs> It's like rotten fish with ass with a topping, like an extra topping of ass on it. Because that's that what they bad. eat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah, they eat fish, but so. But I've never, you know, I've heard that things that eat fish taste like it. But we've eaten river otter; they don't taste like fish. You know what I mean? Them some good little. I think everybody should eat river otter. They should kill all them some because they eat too many game fish. We won't get off on that rabbit hole. But yeah, I shot a pelican on a snipe hunt, and they're big. That's awesome. They got like a nine foot nine. It's not. It's like six foot. It's like a six foot wingspan. Wow. They're big. I just think it's awesome because you showed up your uncle. Exactly. Yeah. Hunt. Exactly. I killed something on a snipe hunt. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, this that is a, big. The way this is supposed to work was you're just supposed to sit there, and we're gonna come through the woods and scare you, and then we'll teach you how the snipe hunt works, and then you can do the joke on somebody else. Stupid. I'm like, oh, my bad. And my grandpa goes, yeah. 
Now let's go clean that pelican. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Thanks, Gramps. He, oh, he cannot be serious. That's not right. And now it's time for Facts, facts to, fight, to fight, the fight the Myth. And this week's Facts to Fight the Myth is brought to you by Cantu Bruner Designs. You almost went radio voice on me. Yep. It's brought to you by Cantu Bruner Designs. And this week's sponsor is Cantu Bruner. Get your pins. This is a Cantu Bruner pin, by the way. Wow. This is their stealth nice. 308. Did you just sneak in a plug on his TV show? Hey, that's awesome. I did. <laughs> and every Check guest of the show gets a Cantu Bruner pin to take home for themselves. Every guest of Hook One. <laughs> yeah, that is actually pretty badass. Yeah, nice. it's awesome. CantuBrunerDesigns.com. Wow. Now I did the radio voice. Yeah, you did. It's kind of <laughs> contagious. It is. We could make this part of the Selma Kayak edition. He's got a a radio voice, too, when he does his uh, uh, ad sponsors, too. I've noticed that. Are you talking about that? I watch your little boat anchor. Yeah, people walk in the shop, and they're like, dude, you don't sound nothing like you sound on TV. And I'm like, hold on a second. You ready? And they're like, they're looking at me like I got a (laughs) growing out of my forehead. You know what I mean? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you guys ready? And they're like, yeah. And I go, for outstanding customer service, expert advice, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, visit Hook One at kayakfishinggear.com. And they go, oh, it is him. <laughs> so I, told, I told you he was that fat. <laughs> See, Dad, you could paddle a kayak. You're almost as big as he is. I had a wife the other day go, I'm looking for a kayak for my husband, but he's uh, not the smallest guy. And Joe... Hobbenridge, our general manager, goes, well, Chad Hoover actually uh, designed some of the kikes, and he's uh, not a small guy. In fact, Chad's right here. And she turns around and goes, oh, oh, yeah. What Bless do, your heart. What do you paddle? Because he could definitely paddle that. <laughs> In other words, he's nowhere near as fat as you are. So. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so what are we doing now? We're doing fact, a fact. Know, you're, yeah, you're, you're sponsored you're, by Cantu. Give us a myth. I think it's Design. a dolphin, ain't it? That's, a, that's, that's what it is. It's, a it's not a hook, it's, it's a dolphin. It looks it's like a big a, teardrop. It's a, da- it's a I'm dead getting dolphin. one on each eye cheek after I kill somebody in the shop. I mean, I've killed people before. We've discussed my track record. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's for Hang's big <laughs> Tuck it right. My girl sent Staying me lift. the girl that does my decals actually sent me some with the sticker reversed uh-huh. because she makes these iron ons for PFDs and some of her other stuff and she forgot to flip the graphic back and she sent them to me. She's like, "Does it really matter?" I was like, "Yeah, this logo is tucks to the right. I don't tuck to the left. This has <laughs> got to be accurate." And she's like, "Oh my god, it's got to represent <laughs> me exactly. It's got to be representative." I think this is the show where we should ask our our listeners: Should we bleep out cuss words or not? <laughs> Wow, have you guys been f***ing cussing on this show? We do, so, but we bleep them. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I have people that come in the shop and they'll start cussing, and I'll be like, um, excuse me, ma'am, I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to have to ask you guys to stop f***ing cussing because we don't allow that <laughs> here. And they, they're always like a little... <laughs> Confused. Did he just me? say, okay, anyway. So facts to fight the myth. Yeah, you get up. All right, so my... Uh, primary area of expertise is obviously fishing so my fact to fight the myth is going to be the uh the big fish big bait myth you know everybody says that it's a common cliche uh can you catch big fish on big baits um absolutely but elephants eat peanuts you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. there's uh there's big fish out there that sustain themselves on very small baits um and by and large people use the small bait um concept on heavily pressured reservoirs and in places where 
you know, they're trying to do something a little different, something a little smaller, uh, so that the fish doesn't get as good a look at the lure. But, you know, I think at certain times of the year, you know, if you're matching the hatches, whether it's sand eels or if you're matching the, the size of the, the forage out there, you know, like the certain times of the year when the shad are really small, uh, that you can go too big, you know, and, and I think sometimes uh, too big is a problem. Um, and so, the but it's never bait, too big for the plopper. The is bi- it? No, no. <laughs> I thought size didn't matter. But you're just deciding when you decide to do that. You're deciding to forego every other fish out there except the biggest, baddest some <laughs> around that's going to hit that. <laughs> you know, the point. one that's in the mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. here's the deal: um, I was married for eight years, and I could never really tell when she was in the mood to put it in her mouth. But when it comes to fishing, <laughs> I just have a sixth sense about when they're willing to chomp on it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah and so yeah i mean the big bait big fish theory, she should have been a fish the, yeah the big fate big bait big fish theory is a good one but by and large uh, a lot of times slowing it down downsizing your bait and the, the combination of a slower presentation and downsizing your bait uh, accounts for a lot of big fish for me that i don't talk about a lot even on the show um but that's probably the biggest one is the big fish big bait you you can catch monsters on you know like you don't have to have a you know, you don't have to have a big d- to get a hot chick. You know what I'm saying? Look at Monica Lewinsky. Well, it sounds like you, you know a lot about fishing, so you're a, you're a master baiter, I guess. Pretty much, yes. Master baiter. <laughs> Top of the line. Top of the line, master baiter. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, big fish, big bait. That's it. It's definitely, I think you can downsize and catch a lot of really big fish. Nice. Good tip for all our fishermen and women out there. Yeah, I got a question for your triple barrel shotgun, which I think you already answered earlier. One thing I like about it, you said you could put different chokes in each barrel, right? Yeah. So it could almost be, let's go back to dove hunting, like I said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. One's coming close, mm-hmm. you got a choke for that one. You miss, well, the next one's got a broader exactly. choke, and then the next right. one's a broader choke. And That's stack brilliant. Your, and stack your shells. Yeah. So, you know, like in a waterfowl situation, you know, you could have a two and three quarter inch number six shot right. for your first shot. Mm-hmm. Second, number five, oh, <clears throat> for your second shot, a number five, three inch then a number four three and a half inch right so not only can you stack your chokes but your shells and you can't do that in any other traditional gun because you feed a shell in you never know which way it's going to go or whatever so this one there's what's a, the length of that one you got there uh this is the home protection version it's got a uh, 18 inch barrel another one is a 28 inch barrel that's a monster mm-hmm. yeah you know, this one has the removable you can actually take the stock off so it converts to a pistol, pistol grip. grip. Yeah. Nice. So, so you can take that off. You know, Zegan, another thing about that is, um, you know, I fish I fish out of a kayak a lot, but also hunt out of it for duck. And mm-hmm. the way that I set it up, it's a, almost like a floating layout blind. And so it's cold. You're dressed warm. You're laying there. There's not a lot of action. So there, there are times when I fall asleep. You know, everybody does it. Sure. And so you wake up and you've got ducks in the decoy spread all around you. So you can start off with the two and three quarters and light load to flush the ducks, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can have a modified kind of yep. three inch, let's say number three. Right. And then you can have like a full choke three and a half inch, let's say number one still. So, so you've got them from in close to intermediate to kind of reach out and touch someone. Nice. And the same thing with geese hunting. I'm looking real, I'm really looking forward to, 
to doing some goose hunting with this thing because same thing you have these geese come in by the thousands mm-hmm. you know because you've got your your deeks out in the field and then uh because you're what your deeks your, your what? decoys oh. your decoys yeah. deeks we call deeks. them deeks down there in the tennessee i, I mean big deeks yeah. I, mean, I, see, the big I got deeks. my deeks in my pants but yes yeah. sir <laughs> so anyway they uh that's another two. good setup more than one is that, yeah is that you can <laughs> spit it out is nice. that you can uh you, you can set it up where you can shoot birds in close and then as they as they spread out and they're taking off and then um same thing for quail hunting you know a lot of times you flush the quail now are you mm-hmm. able to to switch your chambers after uh, you after you've loaded it this one here you can't can you no this yeah. one's a fixed shooting sequence now my patent actually calls for a selector switch where you can select the barrel so at, probably in the future they'll have a really like version. a rotating barrel well you can actually select just the select the barrel yeah you select just select barrel. Oh, okay. which barrel you want to shoot right uh, and we've got a 20 gauge out this year too so they it comes in about a pound you know about a pound lighter than the 12 gauge so. and my question is for your cameraman because I think his, his angle was right, but I just want to make sure he got Steve doing this a lot. A lot. Because yeah. as he was talking. Yeah. Just, did you yeah. have four grip? Yes. Fondling envy? Yes, yeah. I did. I, I did just too. Steve, I have a tendency to do that when I do gun reviews also, <laughs> yeah. so don't feel bad. Yes. The trip, no, no the when left D. hand does gun reviews, he does the Vanna White, he'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> His hand flips over and he just rubs down the side. You know, I've got my hands insured. You know, these are these are model hands. So. What do I do with my hands? So, if somebody wants to get one, where do they go? Uh, you know, they're going to be out in retailers. We're going to actually be doing a, a limited edition version with Chad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the not right edition. Yeah, so the not we'll right have, edition. We'll have it on his website and my website. Second, the one that. Shoots all three at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm left-handed, so call it's not it the right. wad. Yeah. You shoot the wad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a website called TripleBShotgun.com. We got okay. some videos. We want to be in on like the zombie that. production one. It needs to be the talking. He wants head. to be zombie. on the zombie one. We're going to come back and actually uh, shoot a zombie. I think show. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to. Yeah, we're so. going to do a Mobass shooting a field of zombies, which are um, mop handles and fruit, you know, yes. melons and such. But. uh yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to have some pop-up targets. Um, so if Delta got- Targets actually just came out with a pop-up, you know, foam, uh, ballistic gel, core, zombie target. Oh, really? really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you Sweet. can blow their back out, blow their heads up. So, and can you just get one of those? Replace, oh, I'm working on it. I All sent right. them an email about it three weeks ago, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Watermelons are always fun, too. Yeah. They yeah. are. They it's are. hard to beat. They are. Cantaloupes. But Any a, kind of melons. A ballistic gel zombie head would be awesome oh yeah especially <laughs> if it's in a specific with a wig pattern of someone's face yeah, yeah. we do a slow motion video cam shot we that. actually can yeah. Yeah. cut out the back of it and put a red spray paint can in it <laughs> well, that, that's there our version <laughs> for awesome. all you uh, we didn't talk about it yet but i had the pleasure of shooting with uh one of your buddies yep. um mr 22 plankster yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we no. went out to his place uh yesterday uh-huh and we got to do a little Shooting cards in half and throwing, a card? throwing golf balls up and uh, Do you use the the, th- the triple barrel shotgun to split. Well, the card? <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, Twenty two Plankster had some stuff come up, and we had to uh, we had to head out there uh, yesterday. We were supposed to meet up with Steve and go out to his place and do the triple barrel. Um, one of the Canadians guys that's filming us right now wanted to shoot an AK forty seven something fierce. These guys are Canadians. So yeah, they're Canadian. Really? So, wow. We, uh, <laughs> We got a lot of Canadian listeners. We took we, we took uh, the AK out. Uh, we took one of my ARs out there. We took uh, the uh, he took his woodsman, and uh-huh. 
we borrowed a shotgun because we didn't have the triple threat. And so, you know, we have to, it's called reality TV, but you manufacture some of the reality. Sure. So, you know, yeah. so uh, 22 Plankster shot at the card and, you know, he apologized in advance that he was a little shaky, but shot it in half on like the second shot. And, yeah. uh, and then um, he had his new, uh, his new target with the, uh, the, the suicide plate where you have to shoot through the plate with mm-hmm. a one inch diameter. And then, uh, and so he handed me the pistol and, you know, I was supposed to shoot, miss it like 10 times and get frustrated and go get the triple barrel shotgun and just blow the card away. And, you know, that, like did. that was going to be the scripted part of it. Yeah. It's called pulling a Zeke. But again, <laughs> when you're as good a shot as I am, even faking it, you cut the card in half on the second shot. So did you really? Uh, yes. Dad comment. Second shot. <laughs> Nine for me. First shot, I was actually just trying to figure out where the gun shot, and then I shot I've it. I've not had an opportunity to go through and do that yet. And then It took me nine. And I'm, with his I'm new anxious. target, did you shoot the new target yet? No, not yet. Okay, so you guys want to again, you know, take a guess at how many shots it took me to do that? One. One shot. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Otherwise, you wouldn't be building it up to it. took two shots. I had to shoot the <laughs> plate back around, and I actually missed the plate on the first time. Uh-huh. And then I shot the plate and swung it back around, then first shot through the hole, boom, Dane. So just, like, you shot it once to get it in the position you wanted it, yep. and then you shot it again. And then shot it, first shot. Dead idea. And then I just handed him the gun and walked off. It's kind of one of those deals where if you're if you're shooting around with Michael Jordan and you knock the bottom out of the gate you know, from like the first shot, mm-hmm. you don't take any more shots yeah, you're done you know what i mean you've already hit it yeah. out of the park you don't shoot another to prove you that it yeah. wouldn't look yeah, yeah you just like... walk off so cut the card in half hit the plate i'm done peace i'm out peace out cut yeah cut <laughs> and then he uh just put on, he put on some you know put on the display shooting the golf balls and doing some other stuff awesome guy yeah he's amazing and, uh, amazing we, shot. Uh, and then we got the canadians and they got up there and shot some and really uh got Canadian. the old uh ak-47 in fact here's what happened so 22 Plinkster had to run. He had some stuff going on, and his wife was coming back. And he said, well, guys, i gotta, I got to get going. And uh, so we had to shoot the part where I kind of drive away you mm-hmm. know, for, the, for the show. And then I loop around and come back down. And I'm, as I'm driving down, I'm going to get out of the truck and go ahead and let these guys off the hook if they didn't really want to shoot. And, and I said, uh, hey, guys, if you don't want to – and before I could get it out, uh, uh, we'll just say it. We'll just say Kelsey. Kelsey, do you mind if I say Kelsey? On this, okay, so we'll say Kelsey. He, he's a good cameraman because so, he's not talking. He's just so basically Kelsey head. says <laughs> hand signals. He says he's like, "We're going to shoot the AK now." Like, Sweet, you know, because most Canadians, yeah, are kind of ooh, you know, yeah. they're not, not guns aren't that big up there. We'll just say it that way. Yeah, they kind of uh, got a little underground. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big underground. Yeah. They're called the country. Yeah, but not where these a guys are bigger from. than what you uh, think. Up they're there. from the they're yeah. more. The con- the city country, uh, you know, the more progressive, is gotcha. what they want to call it. So regressive is what I call it. But anyway, so Kelsey, I got to see Kelsey's O face. Yeah, is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> he shot the AK, and he looked over, and I, I mean, I've never f-ed a dude, so I don't know what a dude's <laughs> O face. I mean, we joke about it a lot. Yeah, but I was telling these guys yesterday, I was like, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I'm not saying it's a bad choice or of lifestyle. What I'm saying is. I couldn't do it. Um, I can't even brush my teeth without almost throwing up, and I was just chewing on my fingernail and almost gagged myself. So I know I couldn't be gay. You know what I'm saying? So there's no way that I know what a dude's O face looked like, but I can tell you that's his O face because I saw it when he shot. He looked over and was just like, if you could, if he smiled any harder, his face would have split. Did he have the after shot? Oh my god, he had the no. I can show you. I can show you the pictures. He is actually, he was actually dry humping. Like doing a little hip flexion motion <laughs> while he was shooting the gun, which I can actually remember. I used to do the same thing. 
and routine. I have to consciously tell myself, don't, don't do the air dry hump while uh, you're shooting. Dry right hump. So yeah, so he shot the AK and then shot the AR with a bull barrel, and it kicked out about a three foot flame. And we got some good photos of that. And nice. Now he gets to upload that as his Facebook cover photo. I'm like, changed your life. Dude. What's up, bitches? <laughs> I did a I did a first. Uh, this weekend too What'd when I do? went on that shoot the, uh, one of the guys had one of those bump fire stocks uh, you didn't shoot one in Georgia? Mm-mm. no I didn't do a bump fire oh okay no this was he had, a, he had the bump fire on his, on his AK mm-hmm. and uh, I shot that for the first time too I wasn't impressed with him yeah, it's, so, it's still kind of yeah. cool but but I when you shot the, a full auto a real full auto it's kind of like <clears throat> You gotta hold it lusty. just right and well, get you the gotta pressure put, you gotta right. press forward right and you gotta go against good. what's natural yeah and yeah, but I mean, it was cool for a couple seconds, but then. But when you get out of the groove, AR like if you were my... in the sh- and you got out of the groove, you know what I'm talking about? And you get out of the spot. Yeah. It's kind of, you kind of, there's a, yeah. There's a sweet spot. And if you get out yeah. of the sweet spot, you're kind of. Smell is going to yeah. town with that Elfman. So you talking about actually was... the recoil itself? Yeah. Oh, the recoil yeah. itself, yeah, that's why they call it the bump fire. Yeah. You so can do this shotgun like that. You just rest your finger on it and then you're pushing. The uh, stock forward or the forearm, forearm yeah. forward. As long as you're pushing forward, it's going to keep mm-hmm. bumping. There's a video. But your natural tendency is to pull it in close yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of throws up your throws off your rhythm. But it was fun. You, it's the first time I'd done it. What you got coming Shot up? Those. You want to plug? Well, man, I've uh, just wrapped an episode down in Gunnersville. That was hard. We fished in some like Forrest Gump rain and you know we 35 40 mile an hour winds we uh Gunnersville surf, still have all that seaweed in the freaking away. lake yeah yeah Ugh. there's a big fight between the homeowners and the fishermen homeowners want it gone fishermen want it to grow and so yeah but I mean it's a great lake it was hot man that lake could probably fish better in the kayak and the backwoods and places we can get early in the spring I was just busy that year but uh I'm actually flying out Monday morning we're heading to uh Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, up in the northern part, as far as you can go. Almost, you're going uh, up to these guys here. Yeah, well, we're going up there above them. Actually, we're going up to the almost to the tundra. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, actually, Ken, the producer, was supposed to head up with me, and ended up having such a big workload on his plate, he had to uh, bail. Pictures with that. And so now we are taking my son, uh, 14 years old, and we're going to go up there and catch some monster pike. Uh, I think the last time these guys went up there, they caught just ridiculous numbers. Now, which show is this for? This is for kayak bassing. Okay. And, uh, and for not right kayak fishing. Gotcha. So we're heading up there, and we're just going to film uh, some uh, big pike debauchery for... We've got seven days to film, but we're going to take two days and just fun fish. You know yeah. what I mean? We'll probably have a camera in a bag. Um, you know, it's tough for these guys to hold a camera up on their shoulder and twisting around in the kayak for, you know, five and six days at a time. You mean you don't give them, like, a big boat? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, Ken prefers to be in a kayak and be all twisted and huh. contorted and have your foot on the back of his Contortionist, head. Contortionist, huh? Yeah, he likes the full Nelson. That's his favorite. <laughs> and you, he likes you to lock your ankles together. You know what I mean? Those so, Canadians. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Behind yeah. your ears. Friggin' Canucks. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my next trip. Monster Pike. I'm actually going to take one of uh, Steve's inventions. Steve's an inventor. Ooh. An inventor. He uh, also invented, and that's actually how we got to know each other is he developed a turtle lure that is like a small uh, juvenile turtle. Um, got one of the coolest color names in the history of fishing lures, uh, the, biz- the business of fishing lures, and that color is cooter. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually get to uh, say cooter 
on a regular basis on TV because of that color. Because it's the it's hey, it's the color of the lure. Huh? And yeah, what so color is that? It's cooter colored. Um, and then next year we're coming like out roast with, beef. Yeah, it's like a no, it's not that cooter. You guys <laughs> got rare. We got to get some different cooter. It's uh, no, it's not pink with hair on the back. It's uh, <laughs> that's we actually have that one coming out called Angry Beaver. Um, no, it's uh, isn't there an Angry Beaver? It's like beaver a lube. It's like beaver a green. Lube, it's yeah. a green cooler. A green like a pumpkin green color. Okay. And um, so we're taking that up there, and then um, the, Chris the is uh, so Dang. so Steve is working on a. Chad Hoover special edition color. We're gonna call it Snapper, and uh, Snapper. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> so Chad, Chad was one of my first field testers. With what this material color. is that made out of? It's just a soft, soft plastic. plastic. But the, the the shape of the turtle actually creates a predatory strike okay. with the fish because they're a nest raider. Yeah, but uh, but what a lot of people didn't realize is fish actually eat these turtles. They eat them as a protein, high protein source, also. So you get a double whammy you get a predatory strike and right. you also get one they'll eat it uh so you know chad he was one of my first field testers and it's uh created a lot of buzz he's got some phenomenal it's video like, it's kind of like backing into a prius you guys do that <laughs> back into <laughs> prius. yeah you don't do that yeah yeah i have a tra- i have a hitch on my truck and uh-huh. so if i'm ever at like <laughs> anywhere and there's a prius i back into it just for the hell of it I, I mean, yeah. Well, they, yeah no, they, not for the hell of it because it's a Prius. So you're, in your truck, when you bag into a Prius, you're hitting the windshield probably, right? Probably, yeah. No, the, the flip gate, whatever that's called. It's not a tailgate. The lift gate. The yeah. Lift gate. Yeah, okay. that part. Yeah, right at the Prius word. <laughs> I mean, it's like perfect height. It bends it in half. And, that's awesome. Yeah. The chance. And chance. then it becomes a puss. It takes out the R-I, and it's the now called the, the puss, puss, which is what it should have been named in the first place. But, but Jack can tell you, they, the fish hit... They, they hit this lure to kill it. And it's, so it's a very violent strike when they hit it versus a lot of lures that, you know, you may think you might have a bite or something. Uh, yeah, I met, so. I met Steve at the uh, Bassmasters Classic in Birmingham mm. about five years ago, and he walked up to me like a pervert trying to sell me a, <laughs> a you know, he had like a trench coat on. He uh-huh. kind of said, hey, man. <laughs> Did you flash I, him with can it? Can I show you something? And I went, I kind of backed up a little bit and said, yeah. And he got a big shit-eating grin on his face and reached in and I was still a little bit <laughs> reluctant about what was about to happen and uh, he pulled it out of his pocket and immediately when he showed it to me I was like dude <laughs> dude I mean I knew like ev- I saw every possible combination of why it would work and he's like what do you think he started trying to s- give me the sales pitch I'm like bro uh, when can I get some <laughs> like when wh-? he's like well these are just prototypes um, and he had them in a bag by a company that I'm actually good friends with. I was like, who's making these for you? And I said the name, the guy's name. And he's like, yep, they're the ones that run. I said, dude, uh, get me involved. I'm an aeronautical engineer. I will help. I'll get involved. I'll, man, I took them out. I was like, they need to be a little bigger. They need to have this. And I was blowing his phone up. And he's like, dude, we're doing them as fast as we can. <laughs> I was like, can you get me some more samples? I was like, I was like this. I was like, hey, man, can I get some more turtles? <laughs> and, <I was> like, <laughs> and so he would send me a couple packs, and I'd run through them. And. I was telling him about all these monster bass I was catching in the backwoods, and back this is like right about the time I'm, the TV stuff is starting to go. But I'd stopped carrying GoPro cameras with me, and I mean I just went into some places and just annihilated bass on these things. In fact, we went. I'll tell you one last story, and you guys can get get us off here. But uh, we went. No, to, we're not no, going to get you off. We went to we went <laughs> to we do here. Okeechobee, um, and the joke was. The people get people calling all the time asking, hey, what's the hot lure down here? And so they uh, 
they always give them bullshit information because they're calling to milk this God service for information, but they don't want to pay for the God service. And so they said they were telling a joke. The guy was like, oh, yeah, uh, it's just somebody else calling again, trying to find out where the hot spots are and, and what they're biting. But the guy, when the guy got off the phone, while he was talking to him, he said, yeah, oh, yeah, shallow water, find grass near four-foot drops, and throw the bombshell turtle. That's, they're going to kill it. And I went, ooh. So I thought, because I, I always have to convert people to believe that the right. fish are going to hit this turtle thing. And I, he gets off the phone, and I was like, dude, you're fishing the bombshell turtle too? He's like, no, he's like we tell these people the most ridiculous lure that we can think of when they call just to blow them off. And I was like, well, you're messing up if you're telling them to throw the bombshell. If you think they're not going to catch fish, watch this. And I'm I'm standing in my kayak next to his boat. It was the second cast, right? The second cast I cast over, I threw one cast over and ran it in. The second cast I threw in a six pounder comes up, boom, blows it out the water. I set the hook, I reel it in, and I went like. The, Mean, <laughs> and and I turn around. And he goes, Shit. <laughs> and uh, this guy wasn't very talkative. You know what I mean? He was yeah. kind of one of those, damn. You know, just like <laughs> I've been duped. And so, yeah, I've converted a lot of people, and it's uh, it's kind of my go to secret weapon. I got to check it out. So, if people want to watch your shows, YouTube, all that stuff, uh, it's kayakbassintv.com. We'll take you directly to the YouTube channel. It's uh. Kayak Bassin TV with Chad Hoover's on World Fishing Network, and Not Right Kayak Fishing is on NBC Sports. We actually switched to the, the to the last quarter this year because the way I look at it is, if it's spring and it's early morning, uh, you shouldn't be watching a fishing show. You should probably be doing it. Mm-hmm. And so we switched to the time of the year when it's cold and people are frozen in and uh, guys are going hunting, but it gets dark earlier, so they're back mm-hmm. in the house and they're watching TV. and And so I think that that influences, you know purchase decisions places that they're going to go fishing methods that they're going to try out when the next spring comes around so we actually are kind of one of the first companies probably if not the first show to take the fishing show and go into hunting season Mm -hmm. and show it when you're sitting on the couch watching tv instead of when you should be out fishing because listen if if you're watching a fishing show saturday morning at like 7 30 you're not really a fisherman you should be fishing yeah so Good yeah. point. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then Hook One's got a website too. Right? Yeah, Hook One is uh, so for all your kayak fishing gear stuff. If you're if you want to get into what I do, especially, um, or if you're just looking for fishing stuff because we sell a lot of fishing stuff, tackle rods, reels, lures, line, and all that. It's uh, kayakfishinggear.com, awesome. and the name of the company is Hook One because you know that's what everybody's and trying to do. Green, get out there, and talking green. to green. Hook and he's one. got the turtles there too, man. Got the got the <laughs> turtles. turtles. It's black and green. That's the that's the colors. My truck is. Gun metal and green, and uh, you know, looking at going flat black here pretty soon. Sweet. And uh, we just got an all black kayak, first one anybody's got Ooh. anywhere. Oh, and dude. we're gonna outfit it with all lime green accessories, and it is going to be bad. That'll be badass. We're gonna name it hashtag the, the badass. badass. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep, it's gonna be badass. Website for the shotguns again, uh, triple B shotgun.com. Did you do anything else you wanted to oh. talk about? Um. Turtles, the, the lures. Well, I, I like turtles. I like turtles. Well, I like turtles. I've got, I've got you a camouflage. You need to get that. I like too. turtles, kid. Yeah, I, well, like, I like turtles. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm actually a camouflage designer too. Uh, started a company up called Cloak, and I've got a whole line of combat tactical patterns. Uh, actually, we've had special force guys test them out. Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, you can check our patterns out on on the line at cloakdna.com or just look up Cloak uh, Combat. And see our patterns. We've got some real cool patterns. In fact, one of the guns we've got is is a combat tactical pattern 
that you can see some of the patterns. Is that what that is on that stock? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that. And I use animals in nature uh, as part of the pattern, so I've actually got a gecko lizard. that. Uh, so we take those cryptic colorations and from the animals in mm-hmm. nature to create the patterns. So we got some really cool uh, tactical patterns coming out in the market next year too so awesome. yeah, so I started, aren't you? I started a lime green camouflage craze in the kayak fishing world so steve and i are going to work <laughs> together on a lime green camo for cloak it's kind of like it, we, we had a show what is that not right camo <laughs> yes it would be not right. that's what we call it like man that's camo but that's not right not camo we call yes. it not camo and actually that'd be perfect for the zombie edition not right Triple barrel, yep. yeah, and it's cloak with a K, K L O A K. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, because <laughs> it's not really cloak. Do you? Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, ICETraining.us. Go check them out and their training schedule for upcoming classes near you. Mm-hmm. Cantu Bruner Designs. Uh, they've got some cool pins, as we just talked about today. They do other things too. What else do they do? Pins. They do other things too. Yeah, they do other things besides pins. Designs. Yes, they do designs. Designs. Okay. So <laughs> badass stuff like 308 caliber pins. Yes, 50 caliber What pins. else do you need to do if you have a badass carbon fiber 308 caliber pin? You know Nothing. what I'm saying? Nothing. You go to, you to 1776 United, 1776united.com, and don't forget our contest, the Talking Lead T-shirt contest where we're giving away a... Two Vets Arms Bravo AR-15. Uh, we've added something to that, some ammunition from, from Vet Made Ammo, right, Zeke? Yes, we did. Vet Made Ammo has added to that. We're actually going to have a fourth and fifth place, too. Uh, you're going to get your choice between 380, 9mm, or 45, a box of 50 rounds, target ammo for fourth and fifth place, and then a box for each so one. So there you go. Places. We've upped the ante on that contest as if an AR wasn't big enough ante. Yeah. Uh, so And you also get uh, the new snap cap from 1776united.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a shirt of your choice. If you don't have your T-shirt, yeah. your Talking Lead, it's got to be Talking Lead T-shirt. Yep. Go there and get your Talking Lead T-shirt. Send us a pic. Hashtag Talking Lead we've T-shirt. Already, we've got our first entry, haven't we? Yes, we did. Instagram. It's on Instagram. So go check that out. Submit your entries to what, Facebook or what? It's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You okay. just got to hashtag it, talking lead yeah, t-shirt. Don't email it to us. Send it through those three forms of media. Yep. And also Savoy Leather, spelt Savoy, S-A-V-O-Y leather.com. Uh, and enter the code talking lead for a discount there. Holder and Green Professional Real Estate Services, HG Press, for all your Middle Tennessee real estate needs. Give those gun-friendly guys and gals a call at 1-800-615-1840, extension pew, 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 pew. And All or Nothing Tattoo Studios, allornothingtattoo.com, and their very gun-friendly merchandise store, strangleholdmerch.com. And also go to Clutch Defense and enter the code... TalkingLead68. TalkingLead68 yep. for your discount there. Guys, thanks for coming out, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's yeah, been appreciate fun. It. Thank you, sir. And, and as always, left hand, keep, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer. closer.